The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Good afternoon. Uh, this is Jill. Hello, hello again. Thanks for listening today. Being back if you came visit earlier. It's nice to have you around. Um, this is um, one, of the last, one of the last weeks of the year. I think the one before the last. And um, at least for me, it's a time which is usually very quiet. Um, it's been quiet for many years. I mean, initially, from a professional point of view, uh, things tend to wind down. I guess uh, businesses, at least in our case, in the past, um, wouldn't do much business in December. There's too many things going on on a personal and party level. And... Um, so it was the case on a, on a professional level for many years, but also on a, on a personal level. And this year, this year there isn't much uh, professional, which is really a year of, of transition uh, and something that I'm very grateful for. It's like I'm taking a new direction in life and that's, um, it's good to be able to reflect on, uh, on what has gone by in the past um, few months. And this week also felt uh, a little different. Um, I usually prepare a summary you know, of, of what I want to talk about with um, bullet points. I mean, it's fairly, fairly well organized. You know, it's a way of um, obviously knowing what I want to talk about, but it's also a way of, of safety. You know, uh, I want to have something to fall back on in case... I don't know. You know, it's always the, the fear that I will be running out of uh, inspiration. And this week instead, um, I didn't prepare any such notes. Um, instead, I, I kept a, a short journal because, you know, the title has to do with the mind and, and redirecting the title of the show has to do with the mind and redirecting the, the mind, our mind, which goes in so many different ways and takes us into very bizarre twists and turns, uh, some of them pretty, pretty uh, chaotic and pretty um, unpleasant. And, and so the idea was how to, for me, was to talk about how to tame the mind. And um, the first thing, and per- perhaps it's a good news, I don't have any magical recipe to share. You know, if, I, if I had a recipe, I would have used, uh, used it long ago, but... 
I'm on the same path. I'm on the same path as just about anybody else, and which is good because um, it shows I'm a human being, and that's what I want to be. I want to experience life for what it is. I want to to live in the middle of, of reality. I think I mentioned uh, earlier on that you know. Buddhism equals daily life, and I think I've heard this um, saying in many other kind of uh, faith practices. Um, life is like a crucible for us, the people around us, um, at work, family, you know, social gatherings, and um, they they may bring a message or they may not, but they are part of our day-to-day environment. And so this week, instead of uh, preparing notes and, uh, and uh, like um, sort of an agenda for, for the show, I, I kept a journal, a journal about the mind and what was going through my mind. And I started um, about a week ago um, on Thursday, on the 10th. And um, it's interesting because on this on the 11th, uh, I was, again, observing my mind, what goes through my mind, the challenges I am facing um, all around me. And on Friday, on the 11th, I scored what I called an inner victory. It's something great. That's what I call uh, spiritual progress. You know, you go within and, and you, touch, you touch a place where you've never been before. And it feels, um, it feels good. It feels... Um, soft it feels like again you're making progress you're getting deeper and deeper into the cave and that's what you want to do and what happened that day on the 11th um for whatever reason i guess you know things come to us things people words um whatever what we visually and orally and from a behavior perspective things come to us for a reason and that day on the 11th of december I faced um, a difficult situation, a difficult situation where I could have, you know, just blew up and responded with uh, anger and irritation, both um, within and and possibly without. I've been working on on self-control for quite some time. And instead that day, you know, again, it's a question of observing what goes within. Our our mind is like... um, It's like a cooking pot in a sense. I've been talking about the mind quite a bit because I think essentially our work on this path, on this um, cultural and spiritual path is to control our mind. And one day, I don't know what's going to happen one day, but one day I think, uh, I believe that our soul will take over and that the mind will be in a sense uh, more submersive to the, the power and the beauty of our soul. But hasn't been the case for me up to this day. And what happened on, 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 on Friday, Friday the 11th, again, I, um, I responded with um, a question coming from within, coming from a deeper place, you know, instead of reacting with anger, instead of feeling frustrated or irritated. The question that really burst out of my life was, how can I respond with compassion? And this response really came first, so I was, I was really blown away, because usually it doesn't, and that's what I call progress, and that's how we can, um, I, wouldn't use, I wouldn't use the word measure, but that's how we can assess, 
how much and how well we are doing on the path. You know, when something really turns around and clicks. And the beauty of it also is that it happened last Friday, but it hasn't happened again since. And I thought to myself, you know, it's really the, a beautiful metaphor about the path, the path that we are walking. We come to a peak, whatever peak it is, and whatever the peak means to us in our, in our daily efforts, in our search for something else, something deeper, something more beautiful. And we get to the peak, and suddenly we enjoy such a beautiful vista, a vista, vista, yes, a vista which is about, you know, a beautiful view. And in this case, it's an inner vista. You know, how can I respond with compassion? It's something that I had, in my, I thought that crossed my mind in the past, but it was much more like a planned, a planned thought. You know, it was not like a, a natural thing in the midst, in the midst of a chaotic, um, a challenging situation. So that, you know, was a proof for me that I could respond. I could respond with compassion. In a, even in a very difficult situation where I'm being challenged and tested to the core. The path, again, is, is, is I think it's all, or it's a good bit about being tested in very many different ways by so many different people. And um, that's what it was. I take it, I take it with gratitude because it showed me a place which is accessible for me. A place where I can, I don't know if I was, would like to was the world to dwell, but um, it's a place I can access. Maybe not on a regular basis yet, but it's something ahead of me. I'm obviously able to respond with compassion. And what happened that night when I was, again, facing that difficult situation and, and and the question came to mind, uh, how do I respond with compassion? It was a hot moment still. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to come up and, and spend some time in the room where I am now, where my altar is, in front of my um, candle and um, my Metatron cube, which I mentioned before. And I stayed there for about five Five minutes, five, ten minutes, and I was sending out light, sending out light to the situation. And when I got back downstairs, things were, you know, pretty, pretty quiet, pretty calm. Which shows, again, to me that, you know, the mind has an effect. I mean, in real time, but also going backwards in a sense. You know, you, you, you wouldn't think, one wouldn't think that we can influence um, or have an impact on a situation that already happened. But it's my understanding that we can. And what we send forth out of, um, out of compassion, out of who we are deep within. Again, if we send out anger, I think it will... Um, also affect the situation moving forward. And if I had sent uh, anger to that situation last Friday, I think coming back downstairs would have been much more difficult. Something else would have been palpable instead of um, 
a more quiet, a more like going back to normal. It's not like we, or I ignored what had happened. There was still something brewing. But there was a layer of, of, you know, of more calm and quiet. There was a layer of, of light illuminating uh, the surrounding. And I, and I know it's not always easy to do this. Um, I think it, what really matters in those circumstances, and I was already advised um, because I went for some very difficult time. I remember back in August this year after we moved, some very intense uh, moments. And I was talking to Master Joal, and he said, you know, in those moments, if you can, if you have the, the mindset, la présence d'esprit, the presence of spirit, as to use a French expression, to step back a little bit and breathe. You know, you may not be able to withdraw yourself from the situation. You may be in the midst of it. You may be, you may be in the midst of being grilled, in a sense. But what again is what for a few seconds, if you have the mindset of taking yourself off the situation, off the eat in a sense, you can take yourself off the stove for a few seconds and you start breathing, you start breathing in and out. And what breathing does too is that it prevents you from talking. It prevents you from talking and responding with anger. So I think it bring, bring, bring things back down to a, a more quiet, a more, a more soothing, if you will, um, tone. And um, that's my, um, my piece of advice. And um, as I said, you know, um, how can I respond with compassion? didn't pop out again for the past um, six days. And I found myself in some other situations um, that were not pleasant. There was one on Saturday when we went out uh, to a, a children's museum for some kind of an evening, uh, you know, a Christmas song and things like this with uh, one woman. And the evening was not pleasant for many different reasons I'm gonna go, not going to go into, but... We didn't like the planning, you know, the event was supposed to last for two, and a half, two hours and 15 minutes, and in the end it was only 45 minutes. So all of this built into the situation, and um, coming back home was difficult from a, from a spiritual and from a psychological point of view. There was a lot of um, bad energy in the air, and I didn't respond at the time with, you know, I cannot respond with compassion. Again, I believe I was, I was shown, you know, a point, a point in, um, obviously not a point in time, but a point in, in within, a spiritual point that I can access, and which will be like, for me, like a, a guidepost, a guidepost of um, something to aim for, like a sign on the road, a very benevolent uh, sign. And um, again, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for being able to, to have had a peak of it, to have had an experience of that, that peak, P-E-A-K. And then it's, um, 
Maybe I'm back down into the valley, the valley of my daily life, the valley of walking the path, the walking of the, sorry, the valley of going around people that sometimes push our buttons and sometimes welcome us. And it's interesting because um, I reread my journal this morning, but this, this event, what I call this inner victory, had gone out of my mind. I didn't even remember about, about it. And um, I had half of things that I would like to share with you. Possibly the most, at the same time, disturbing and intriguing was what going on on Mon- was, was going on on Monday. Monday was such a strange day for so many different small reasons. And in retrospect, I learned what was going on, but like very small things, but in a sense going the wrong direction. Our garage door, which opens up, you know, it's an electric garage door, wouldn't work. We would like to close the door. The door was touching the ground and then would bounce back right away. And it's, it's a very small thing, but I could not explain it. We had a thermostat also in the house that regulates the fireplace. And under the temperature in the thermostat, there was a light blinking saying, hold on, hold on. And I couldn't figure out why this light was on, this blinking light was on. I touched it many different ways. Nothing would happen. And you know, if it's one thing, maybe that's fine. You don't ask too many questions. There were patterns that day. There's also a set of books. Um, I ordered books, uh, books about cross-cultural relations that I co-offered with my colleague. And they were supposed to go to the school, the school where that our son attends. It's not very far from here. And I was checking the FedEx um, tracking the FedEx, the progress on, on the FedEx website. And the books got to the warehouse nearby on Friday. Didn't get delivered on Saturday, obviously not. But there was this, a message saying that the bus, the, the books were uh, loaded on the, on the truck and that they would be delivered the next business day. And to me, Monday was a business day except that nothing happened, nothing at all. No message, apparently no action. How can you explain that? FedEx is, I thought, was a pretty uh, efficient organization. I've never had too many problems with them. But Monday was a total blank. Hard to explain. And Tuesday morning got the same message. The books were loaded on the truck. They were supposed to be delivered that day, and they did. So again, you know, Monday was a blank day. Got a message also regarding um, school activities, which was very unpleasant, suggesting that we were supposed to buy gifts for the teachers, knowing that the last day of school is Friday. So a lot of small things like this. That you know makes you wonder. 
And I had a strange night as well. I don't know if it was your experience, but the night from Monday to Tuesday, I couldn't really sleep deeply. I thought I was floating, floating somewhere. And um, I don't know, it's hard to explain, you know, with, with words. But there was a feeling that I wasn't really there, that I was still floating, but not really sleeping. And that feeling, you know, followed me the next day. I wasn't quite in my plate, as we say in French, dans mon assiette. Like I wasn't quite, you know, well and quite um, organized. And it's interesting because oftentimes, um, you know, you wonder what's going on. And I was obviously going on. Nothing really happened on, on Tuesday. Tuesday was a fairly normal day, no surprise. Back to normal. Um, things went as they were supposed to do, to go. And I was wondering, you know, what, what happened? Why is it such a, a strange day with so many things? And yesterday I happened by accident to read a post on, on Facebook. And that post by a woman called, uh, a mystic called Jennifer Hoffman said that we were in the middle of a, a geomagnetic storm and that many things were disrupted. Uh, email was disrupted that day. I think she was talking about Monday. And that's the thing that, you know, the light went on. It's like, oh, that's why. And she said also that the energies are very strong and very disturbing between 12-12 uh, and 12-21, between December 12 and December 21st. And I haven't felt this, those energy, those disturbing energies um, much, except for Monday when things were not quite, quite right. But um, I wanted to share that with you in case you had some uh, disturbing um, things or disturbing elements in your life on Monday. Monday especially was, uh, was like a day out of nowhere a day where I couldn't explain much about what was going on Monday and Monday night. So thank you very much for listening. I will um, see you soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jeel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for listening, wherever you are. Un petit bonsoir ou bonjour aux auditeurs francophones. I assume that um, many of us are getting ready for Christmas. Um, it's obviously a time for you know slowing down, hopefully spending more time with our families. I know that many of us are away from their families. We have our families on two other continents, so we're hoping to to Skype that day and, and connect. Um, we have to thank technology for what is, pos- what is made possible. Th- this show is made possible thanks to Skype. We could do a phone call, obviously, but Skype makes it so much more pleasant and also easier because I don't have to hold on to anything. So Christmas is coming. I don't know what gifts are in the... In the making for us, I'm talking, there's obviously presents. Our son is very much looking for presents. Uh, he's been asking for a lot. Every time he, saws an, he sees an ad on TV, he asks, you know, I want this for Christmas. Uh, marketing is, uh, is pretty powerful for those young souls. So we'll see what happens next, um, next Friday. There's one more show. A uh, show on, on Christmas Eve is... Uh, it's a delightful time. Some of the world will be already in Christmas mode, I mean Christmas Day. And so getting back to the topic of uh, observing my thoughts, which is, which is really spelunking. You, know, you, may, you may not think it's very spiritual, but I think that's what it boils down to um, observe and see what goes on in our mind. One thing I'm very grateful for is, is the, the extra awareness of, uh, of what goes on. I tend to be much more aware of my thoughts, especially those um, unpleasant ones that go through my mind. And sometimes they play tricks on me, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just linger. So when I was saying, you know, in the title of the show, redirecting the mind, how do we do that? I don't know. I think it's very contextual. And there are so very many different situations, different strategies, different techniques for diverting and redirecting the mind in a more, in a more positive, in a more constructive direction. And I had a, a small experience yesterday evening as I was preparing dinner. 
my mind was getting into um, its usual, its usual overdrive, and I was harboring some unpleasant thoughts. And this time I wasn't very aware of those. I, I knew something was was going on, but it's like I couldn't detach myself from the thought. I couldn't tap, take a step back and see that this is what the mind is doing to me. This is the kind of fuel, polluted fuel, that the, the a polluted message that the mind is sending me. And I wasn't able to, um, again, um, redirect or soothe or whatever you want to do in those, in those situations. I wasn't conscious enough of what was going on. But I could tell that, and I can still remember that the thoughts were not pleasant because I had to wait. You know, I, I guess I've been tested in terms of, of working on my patience in so very many situations. And what happened? Two very small things. I was um, warming up a pizza in the oven. And when I took the, the pan or the, the sheet where the pizza was on, I took it out of the oven and I put it on the stove. And then I touched it. And obviously it was very hot. And um, it's like I didn't really burn myself, but there was a sensation of pain. And then I cut the pizza for the three of us and then starting to serve it. And I don't know what happened, but I couldn't serve the last slide for myself. The thought that was going on at the time, you know, crazy thoughts that I would get, I would reserve the, the largest slides for myself, which eventually I didn't do. But it's, it's part of the, the din. It's a word that I learned this morning. I didn't know this word until today. I've been in the U.S. for 20-some years, 25-some years. I didn't know the word din, D-I-N, uh, which means in French, vacarme. V-A-C-A-R-M-E. It's not a word we use very often. I mean, the word that comes more often to my mind is a word like chaos. But din is a good word. There was a lot of din in my mind last night when I was cutting out and serving that pizza. And part of the negative, you know, why would this thought come to mind? I'm with my family. Why would I want to, to serve and reserve the largest slide for myself? which wasn't any larger, the largest wasn't any larger than the, the other two. You know, these kind of crazy thoughts. And I wasn't in a situation where I could, because of all the surrounding noise in my mind, you know, all this, this impatience brewing, I wasn't able to detach myself or to dissect the thought and to take it out of the context. I think it was a very good sign for my mind that, that I was in an overdrive mode and that I needed to do something about it. And I could have done something. Like I said earlier on, I could have taken 10, 15 seconds and I could have started breathing, breathing in and out. And, um, and I'm sure I would have gotten on a more on a more quiet and a plane. And what happened next while trying to serve my, my slice of pizza 
I don't know what I did, but it went off the plate. It bumped into the kitchen counter and it ended up on the floor. And I thought to myself, you know, how can I be so clumsy so as not to be able to serve a slice of pizza onto a large plate, which was just waiting for it. And I realized I made a connection right away that because of what was going on for my mind, this kind of disturbance, this kind of negative and noisy messages, this kind of din, this kind of D-I-N, I'm starting to love the word. You know, that was creating the situation. And again, it's the kind of situation I've been asking for, in a sense, to learn about the workings of my mind. And I think it's very important to, for us, walking on the path, we cannot be in the spiritual 100% of the time. We cannot be working out of compassion. At least I cannot be working out of compassion 100% of the time, 24 hours a day, 60 seconds every minute. I cannot do that because there's a lot of intrusions. I was thinking just this morning about the cultural thing, you know. France is a culture that tolerates intrusions fairly easily, especially if you have a good relationship. And the other day, I was thinking about in the context of the presentation I need to, to give, but it's a good analogy as well, and that's the reason I want to share it with you. It's a good analogy on, on how the mind works. You know, does the mind interrupt? And do we notice when the mind interrupts with its noise, with its uh, disturbing thoughts, with its pollution, do we notice? And how do we take care of the noise? This is also very much part of our awareness, our conscious awareness that makes it possible to redirect the mind. So to get back to the French culture, it's usually fairly acceptable and easy to interrupt two people. It depends how you do it. You know, you can't, if you want to get into a room and talk to one person out of two people talking, you can't just do it like this. But this past week at the school, I needed to speak briefly to the director of the school about the same books that didn't make it on, on Monday, thanks to FedEx being out of, uh, out of commission. And um, I talked to the secretary and, and she knew that the director was busy the door the door was open but from a body language I could uh, you know I could tell that she wasn't willing to interrupt and um, and I popped my head into the door it's a double door which was again both sides of the doors were open and I could see another French woman uh, another person who works at the school so two of them were talking and when the director saw me and as well the other woman it was fine. I could tell that because of the common understanding we have, that it was fine to interrupt. And we spoke for maybe at the most two minutes. And I talked about the books and um, that the books were supposed to come. And that day, it was Tuesday. And that was fine. And the interruption was, you know, easily handled in a sense and, and not really disturbing. When it could be disturbing for some people who are not used to working in that mode. And I think some people that are more 
what we call in our jargon more low context uh, that tend to do things to do like one thing at a time and um, gee that's what how these people work they tend to do one thing at a time they tend not to like being disrupted because it takes their mind off the task but in French culture it's fairly common to do this and again it's a question also of, of the degree of relationship the quality of the relationship and again that made me think how our mind works you know does it just pop its head into into our mind in a sense that just a thought you know come into our mind like this popping its head inside and 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 taking uh, taking the floor and invading our life to the point that we are not conscious of it and i believe that at time you know that's the way the mind works i think in my case that's the way it worked um yesterday night i wasn't aware of the quality of my, you know, my inner surrounding, you know, those thoughts, because I was my, my patience was tested. I wasn't really aware of what was going on. I wasn't really aware that I was, you know, prone to burn myself or prone to just ditch my slice of pizza. And, um, Again, it's a good learning. It's a good learning. It's, it's also what I've been asking for in terms of understanding and being more conscious of, um, of my mind and its workings. And, and I'm very grateful. Again, the, le- the lessons, these wings have been, have been you know, good learning, sometimes tough lessons um, about my mind. But this topic of, of redirecting the, the mind for the sake of our inner sanity, and I think inner sanity is a good way to put it. If my mind had been a bit saner last night, maybe I would have burned myself. I would have dropped my slice of pizza. And I would have been in a much better and much calmer state when we started dinner. I was able to so-called recuperate. But... Obviously, my mind played a trick. And last night, I can tell that's my mind who signed a victory. Again, a victory, a mind's victory from which I can learn. And um, I think that's what is important, that we don't fall into the same, um, into the same trap, into the same mind trap over and over again. Because the mind is very good at that. It's very good at taking advantage of, of, of you and your, or our weaknesses. If it is a crack, it goes right into it. It does its own, its own little mischief. And then if it works, you really rejoice, rejoices, and then goes back out and says, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to sneak in again and see if I can torture those people some more. So this is um, one more of my little experiments, uh, taking notes again about what happens that I wanted to share with you. I have a couple more to share in the next segment. And I want to say as well um, how my prayer was answered just by finding out yesterday morning about a beautiful video 
which is a meditation about it couldn't be more on target based on the based on the topic of the show of redirecting the ego mind it's a video by a young woman uh, and the title of the video is called goodbye ego and hello love and again it couldn't be a better match with uh, the title and the content of the show today so thank you very much Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders, answering the higher calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for being here today and listening. I was talking earlier on about the workings of the mind and the lessons I've been learning um, during the week about the way my mind functions and the tricks that it plays on me. Some of them I'm more or less aware of them. Some of them I'm not. And the times when, you know, compassion or, or something coming from a deeper place in me seeps through and expresses itself. I mentioned this question coming out of my life, at a, a deeper level of my life. You know, how can I respond with compassion? Uh, and it's not an easy response to master. Again, it, it popped up... Um, seven or eight days ago, but it hasn't popped up. Uh, I'm back into the training ground. 
I'm back into the, the trenches. And that's where we live in our daily life, daily reality. There's something I was made aware also in terms of my thought patterns. I really, really dissected them this week and explored them, you know, one by one as much as I could. There was another really interesting happening. I believe it was Tuesday night. And I was reading uh, the news, the French news. There's been an election this past weekend, this past Sunday, the second round of what we call the regional elections. There's now about 12, I think 12 regions in France. And um, French citizens were called to elect um, the representatives of those regions. And I didn't really like uh, the words and the behavior of one of those leaders. Uh, he wasn't running in the election last Sunday, but he's uh, the head of the political party in France. And I didn't like things what he said, that he said. I didn't like things that he did uh, Monday morning, right after the elections were um, over. And I didn't realize, but I was doing what I was my, what I was doing Tuesday night when I was reading those news, I was engrangé, as we say in France. You know, I was um, collecting or harboring a lot of negative energy. It's like my, my, my mind was pumping fuel. And I was, I was upset about the guy. I was, I was creating negative, negative patterns within my, myself. Um... I wrote down, you know, Wednesday morning, I can still see my negative thought patterns forming. So the day after, when I thought back about what happened that evening, that Tuesday evening, being absorbed into that thought, I wasn't really aware then. But I could tell that was, um, the metaphor that comes to mind is like a bee, you know, the bumblebee that goes from flower to flower. And that is sucking the, the pollen from the flower. And I was doing the same. My mind was doing the same. It was sucking all the negative stuff that it was, excuse me, that it would serve me at some point. My mind was really glued, in a sense, into that guy, the words that he uttered. And what he did, that made me really unhappy. And I was deep down into my, my I could call it my, my negative patterns bicycling. I was spinning my wheels into, into a negative pattern. And pretty much uh, unconsciously. And the very interesting thing that happened is that, um, so I, I went to bed Tuesday evening, you know, maybe some of that negativity and, and thought uh, lingered. But... Um, what happened at night, I mean, something happened, obviously, but what really surprised me is Wednesday morning when I woke up, I was in bed for, you know, dozing in bed for a few minutes before I woke up. And the thought that came to mind, it was an amazing thought. The thought that came to mind was that, you know, I need to send light to that guy as well. Wow. And I thought to myself, you know, there's, there's a, a function within me that works its way to my consciousness. 
it's almost like a warning signal. It warned me that, you know, in the first place, everyone deserves a light. Even so-called bad political or authoritarian political leaders. And uh, it made me aware as well of, you know, something working within me. And it made me aware again about um, the patterns, the, the, the negative thought patterns forming within me. I mentioned the one last night when I was baking that pizza, but this one also was pretty, uh, pretty mind-boggling. And I was, uh, I was again pretty, um, pretty grateful and very surprised that such a message uh, would come to the shore, in a sense, the shore of my consciousness. Because by then, I had not realized that I was into so much uh, negative thought patterns uh, formation. And it was, you know, in many ways a profound, a profound realization. And I said, wow, that's how the mind works. So, you know, it's one more instance this week that tells me that it pays to do your homework. And if you really want to pay attention to your thoughts, Know, put them down in writing and put forth the intention of dissecting them. And they will come back to you one way or another. They, they come back in real life when you feel very upset about something or someone. Or they will come back the next morning You know, when you think about um, how these thoughts came to mind, how these thoughts had an impact colored in a sense your, your consciousness when I was like I was so absorbed into my negative patterns that I couldn't realize um, that I was pumping the fuel that my ego mind needed. There was no way Tuesday evening when I watched the news, when I read the news that I was you know, able to redirect my mind. I was way too absorbed. And then something else I wanted to mention and this is a beautiful experience in relation to the video that I mentioned right before the break. On Sunday also, Sunday was the day, the day after we went out and the evening was not very pleasant. Not much was going on on, um, on Sunday, but I thought I was a bit um, irritated, irritated at night as well. And that was reflected in my behavior especially during dinner time. And the notes that I took uh, Sunday night in the evening, fairly late at night, I thought to myself, you know, things still need to be cleared and cleansed. Obviously, I wasn't down to a soothing mind or a quiet mind. And I wrote down, Master Jesus, please help me open my heart. And it's something that I've asked Master Jesus on many occasions. Please help me open my heart. And I think when you ask something to the universe, there's always a response. You may not be always very conscious of the response, but it may come you know, from a corner of your soul. In this case, the, the response was pretty clear and loud. And as I mentioned um, yesterday morning, 
I've been doing also in order to to put myself into that frame of reference of, of working with the mind, working and dissecting the mind and its thoughts. I've been doing meditation morning and evening. I listened to the sounds that I shared with you uh, last week during the show, the pyramid sounds that are available to you if you want them, uh, if you want to get a copy of them. And uh, so every morning and every evening, I listen to the sounds for about 10, 12 minutes. And then I go onto the internet and I do a quick search about something that could, you know, inspire me, inspire me. And um, yesterday morning, I did something in terms of love, mastering love or something like this. And what came out is this, uh, this beautiful video from a young woman in Australia called Ellen, Ellen Serena. And the video is called um, Goodbye Ego and Hello Love with Ascended Master Jesus. So it's a, it's a pretty recent video. I think she uploaded that video on October 15. And it's available on YouTube. I can't give you the address um, live. It doesn't make sense. But you go to YouTube and you type in in the window, Goodbye Ego and Hello Love with Ascended Master Jesus. And this video will pop up, will pop out. And I'm looking at it now. The subtitle of the video is called Powerful Energy Cleansing Exercise and Meditation from Ascended Master Jesus. It's a fairly long video. If you want to do it all, it takes about 35 minutes, including all the instructions at the beginning when she prepares you. It's also a video when you have to stretch your arms. And I did it, I did a video, I did a meditation, sorry, twice um, yesterday. And you have to raise your arms and keep them at a 60 degree angle, which is what I'm doing now, with your thumb up and your fingers clenched. And uh, you have to do this for about two minutes. And I didn't realize, but it's, it's, a, it's a very cleansing position. And what this young woman is asking is to, um, to ask the energy to support you. And believe me, you need the energy to support you because after these two minutes of holding my arms like this, I was starting to feel, you know, achy in my upper arms. And there's about three sets of exercises. Um, when again, the idea is to release what no longer serves us. And you do it with a, a breathing exercise when you have your arms stretched. Sometimes the arms are stretched um, right above you and sometimes you put your arms in front of you at the chest level. And again, you do this for two or two and a half minutes and you, you cleanse. And this is exactly what I was asking for Sunday evening late. So it's a beautiful... Um, a beautiful way to tell that, you know, the universe, Master Jesus in this case, responds and responds very, very beautifully and very generously. So I wish you um, a beautiful week. I will see you, in a sense, the night before Christmas. 
And uh, if you have a chance this week, spend about um, 30 minutes uh, watch, watching this video and doing this meditation. Goodbye, ego, and hello, love, with Ascended Master Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thank you.